there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps, and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can All right, folks, ready to rock and roll Vegas Hockey Hotline in. This is going to be fun because we got hockey players on frozen water on skates in person actually playing hockey. Thank God. God bless. And they're over at City National. They got their practices underway. So we're actually going to be analyzing guys instead of talking about offseason moves and all the other goodies. Kelly McCrimmon talked to the media yesterday. Let's get on with it. And on this particular program, I'm at the Superbook at the Westgate. Jake Cornegay has rolled out the red carpet for us. We're watching horse racing baseball, Ryder Cup tomorrow. The winds are howling in Wisconsin. The Europeans got to be like sitting there. They need a drool cup. Like you're playing this thing in Wisconsin, Stevie. These guys think they're at the Belfry. It's like the weather conditions. It's like they're in Europe. Guys what, from what Ireland and Scotland. You're in Wisconsin. Is... You know, at the end of September, what do you think was going to happen? Should seems like it'll play right into their hands, Brian. I don't know. It's going to be great. I love the Ryder Cup. It is such a cool event. No money on the line, right? I mean, this is a little passion and pressure, and that's going to be good stuff. We're going to have great fun with you today. A couple of things. Don't forget our friends at Terribles. They'll be doing the hockey stuff again, but they're doing the Raiders game day giveaway, $1,000 game day giveaway. So Sunday, swing by a Terribles and take a swing at it. All right, let's get to the hockey stuff. At the Superbook. Thrilled to have just one of the nicest guys you will sincerely ever meet. Chris Matthews, our good friend from Channel 8, kind enough to go to practice, come back, and be your Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> hey, Brian, thank you very much for inviting me on. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, thanks for, for thinking coming, of man. me. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I was out at the uh, City National today in the fans' pack. And it was interesting. You mentioned that yesterday Kelly McCrimmon was talking to the media for the first time in a while. And, and he had kind of also mentioned that, you know what? Until the fans aren't there and you don't see them there and you go through all these practices, you kind of take them for granted. But when suddenly now they're back and they can come back, and it was just kind of cool that you go, you know what, this Vegas, this Vegas crowd for a practice packed again at City National. We, in the summer months, we were talking about the evolution of the team through four years. It's a hockey team now, okay? A lot of the misfits are gone and good team, ready to do whatever they're going to do. How good are they? What will they do at the deadline? But we were talking a lot during the summer months. That there's like a business-like approach when they were kind of a devil-may-care kind of thing. And like it was like a mini-criticism or a perception. It's like, do they look like they're having the kind of fun they used to have? And without it being overly critical of them, I think to maybe Stevie... To what Chris just said, to revisit the point we've said, where they don't, you know, these don't seem to have as much fun as they used to. We did finally, after two weeks of talking about that, say, hey, wait a minute, there's not 500 to 600 fans and some guy waving a flag, you know, like a shark in water, and they're chanting, go Knights, go, when they're going around pylons. I think that the absence of fans maybe played into that in a large way. I think the players are certainly happy to have the fans back in there for practices. Makes a difference. You know, you want them to have fun. You remember the first year? I mean, that, I mean, that, that first year is nuts, right? Yeah, that, that was unique. Never, never happen. But to see, like you even mentioned, the guy with the flag, he's there. Uh, warmy guy's there. Go, Knights, go, screaming his head off. Did the dog have a mask on? And, 
That's hey. our buddy Mike who calls in all the time, by the way, Stephen. Flurry. The uh, flurry dog? The, I didn't yeah. see the flurry dog. Yeah, you said maybe, he was going to be there with a mask. Was he? Okay. But uh, it was neat to see that place again, packed with fans, enjoying themselves, screaming, go. I mean, Go nights go, you know that cheer that chant always pops up. So that was you know, that was popping up now and again. And you know what was interesting? I wanted to ask you about this, Brian, because you know a lot more about hockey than I do, certainly. But this Nolan Patrick, boy, you know, you look at this guy and you How say How do you look? I mean, he looks good, but now he's a big I mean, here's what here's what I'm gonna say. He looks the part. Yes. You can see why he was picked number two because you know, you look at him and go, Man, that guy is big. He looks strong, he looks like he is legit. Um but now, you know, I mean, there's a lot of hits and misses when you when you draft players and Cody Glass and whatever. But I'm saying, God, that guy can have even kind of a decent season, a decent camp, and kind of maybe stay healthy and the migraines and all that. I pray. Because he looks the part. I pray for Cody Glass and this kid that the change of venue is the big wake-up call. They're surrounded by different guys. It's a fresh start. We're, we were just talking about it in Sportsbook Radio. You look at the draft football drafts a couple of years ago. Like you got Sam Darnold's playing tonight. Um, Mayfield's kind of got it going now. Darnold Rosen was a bust. Guys picked down lower. Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. You make the case way better. Uh, now this year in football, you got Lawrence and Zach Wilson struggling out of the gate. Give them a little time. Are we in four or five years saying that? Zach Jones, or Matt, uh, what's his name? The Jones, the kid, uh, Jones, Mac Jones. Kid with the Patriots, Trey Lance with the Niners, Justin Fields with the Bears, who were drafted lower. They're going to be better. You know, the draft is an inexact science. And, yes. then, and the higher you go, the heavier the expectations. But both of those guys had real legitimate health, health issues. And I think Patrick, fresh start. And you know, I mean, it's almost a, it's a running joke now. With McCrimmon and anything out of Brandon, right? He's been following this kid since he was in diapers, and he got him. I mean, don't think he wasn't tracking him for, you know, hoping against hope he'd be able to get him. Yeah, I, I mean, when you look at this guy and and what, he had that phenomenal season, then the, you know, the headaches and, not, and nothing last year. And and on social media, and I hate to even bring it up because social media is such a trolling uh, deal. But but they you need I mean, a Kevlar's vest in an asbestos suit. <laughs> yeah, you you need to be a medieval maniac. There's so <laughs> many crazy people out there that criticize this guy. Hey, give him a chance, like you were saying, Brian. Maybe a change of venue, some new teammates, maybe Marks, whoever, Pacioretty. So maybe one of these guys really takes him under their wings and, and helps him along, and he becomes a different player. You, you don't know what's going to happen over the course of the season, especially. Especially in camp. Hey, I mean, you've been here. Well, when did you get here? 25 years. I'm coming up. Okay. I got here in 2005 and I knew you had been, you were entrenched. I didn't know exactly. So, okay, you've seen this. When I got here and I'd go on the air, I'd have people say, don't talk about hockey. Because I came, I came here from doing the Sabre stuff. I'd start talking. Nobody cares. That's what you were told. And I'm like, well. I got news here. The first pro sport will ever come here is hockey, and look how they paved the way. All the other—it's all money. It was all hypocrisy from the NFL, but now everything's happening. I watched you the other night, and you documented—you were like a Google Map guy on TV. All the stuff that's going on Sunday—it's crazy this weekend. It. This is the busiest weekend 
in Las Vegas in over two years, and now you throw in the Raiders. It's phenomenal. In fact, I was uh, I was talking to some people. You will have over 200,000 people sitting in a seat at one time or another over the course of this weekend, just with all the events going on. It is absolutely crazy, which, you know, brings in, you know, tens of millions of dollars to our city. But what it also does is bringing people back to work, the uh, service industries, the restaurants, the shopping, the hotels, heads and beds, as they say here in Vegas. So all those things contributing. And on a Sunday uh, when you got the Raiders, the Golden Knights, and NASCAR and uh, baseball out there, it, it is a phenomenal weekend here in Las Vegas. You can really say now, Brian, can't you, that remember how we used to be the entertainment capital of the world. Now you almost have to say we are the sports and entertainment capital of the world because sports is now first. It comes first before you. What has it been like for you? I got to be honest with you. The myriad of things I'm doing, not not so much on the Raiders or getting out there to be doing stuff with the Raiders. I covered the Bills for 14 years. I was there every day, every <laughs> practice. You know, and and you know, it, it's a gauntlet when you when you, and now you guys are torn. This is a pro city where you get the Aces, the Golden Knights, the baseball team. Whatever I mean, the the sports department. I mean, I, you know, in former life, I did what you do, and I know everything you what you go through. Yeah. Your head's on a swivel. Oh yeah, because you don't want to miss anything. You want to take pride in the fact that hey, we're going to go out to the Golden Knights camp. Hey, oh, we got to guess what camp over there, or uh, they're preparing for the. Uh, the, the Dolphins over with the Raiders. We got to get that. Oh, hey, NASCAR's rolling to town. You got the Bush brothers coming here. It's a playoff, uh, so you got to get that. There's just so, like you were saying, there's so many things you don't want to miss anything. Oh, and by the way, uh, you got the prep stuff going on here. It's well, it's crazy. Well, you like said I used to do the same thing you do every night, and you know, loved it. Then the crazy thing is the evolution of of your industry, our our industry, but the TV side of things. I mean, I used to get 10 minutes for sports yeah, on the weekend, days. right? <laughs> and, and, and then consultants and all these people would get involved. And honestly, local sports went the hell in a handbasket because really with ESPN and all the stuff that's out there, you better only cover local sports. But now that we're a pro city, the local sports goes through the roof. But the, the fortunate thing I believe for you in this market specifically, it's the one market in the country with the sports betting aspect of things where you talk about national things because it impacts the stuff that we offer here. Yeah, I know that's so true. In fact, when you think about, uh, you know, a, a a big event that I didn't mention, which is gigantic here in Las Vegas this weekend again, is the UFC, International Fight Week. So, and according to... Uh, those who know and put the stuff together, the numbers and that, those UFC fans do the most in terms of spending money, staying extra days, going here, going there, shopping. Um, so, so yeah, you're right. It's it's become more than. Although we we want to do all, we want to do local, stay local because you're right. Everybody's going to find out the highlights and the scores. And but, no but now, but now with the pro teams here. That stuff matters to what's right. happening here. Now you got yeah. What's the spread? What's what's going on in Miami? What are the Dolphins saying about the Raiders? You got this Jacoby Brissett. What's he? You know he's faced the Raiders before. What's he saying about Gus Bradley, the new defensive coordinator? I know I'm getting off of the hockey talk. No, 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 yeah. no. Because, I apologize. No, no, no. <laughs> I asked. Hockey started this. I mean, at least the walls were coming down. It was never anything more than a money grab, anyway. And the minute. The minute um, Supreme Court changed, that's it. You, you read my mind. The, well, the one thing was, and I kept saying this before the Supreme Court thing is like, 
you walk in there and and you walk into the Supreme Court, you're a lawyer, and you go, well, wait a minute, this sports league is in bed with DraftKings and FanDuel, or they're doing the fan. That's betting. Yeah. Game over. The the defense rests, and now here it is everywhere. And, how, and in fact, it's funny because the NFL, which absolutely hated Las Vegas, where you couldn't even advertise, and, and all the stories you've heard of the you know this party is going to be shut down. You can't do this. You can't even mention the name, but all that. Now I think the NFL is in bed with aren't they like three or four or five different uh, or right. like Caesars and FanDuel and it's just crazy. In fact, um, what's now the uh, Caesars Palace, the Orleans, uh, the Superdome in New Orleans? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is now isn't it the Caesars Palace oh, well, or whatever? The, I believe Stevie. Uh, wasn't the first joint wasn't Leonsis in Washington uh, have a sports book in, in the arena for the uh, Caps? I don't. Uh, for, for the Caps in the, the Wizards, I think he was the first guy who had a book in there. I know. I know. There's a sports book in the. Uh, it's not open yet, but it, it's been there, like a sports lounge sports book in Buffalo. I mean, these these things are going to be. Well, hey, everybody's already sitting at these games with an app. You know, you're sitting down during pregame warm-up and going, Jonathan March is out to score a goal. Yes, plus 210. <laughs> They're all doing it. You know, embrace it. It's coming, Brian. You're, you're going to have betting at, at every stadium. You're going to have betting in every state. It's it's coming. All right. I got it. You bring your guest here, right, and you're going to bring up something rotten to him. It's not rotten. I said, I used to do what you do. I got to tell you. I, I want to just ask you. I could have done it off the air, but... It, I've had these goofy things happen to me year after year after year. They put you in spots and nutty things happen. The live shot you did in Minnesota, if you remember this in the playoffs, you're doing a live shot out in front of the arena in Minnesota, and they throw it to you, and the minute you start talking, these five guys with drums behind you start wailing on the drums, <laughs> and your lips were moving for a minute, and we couldn't hear a word you were well, saying. It's funny you say that because <laughs> I'm going to throw something at those guys. <laughs> Even last night, I was over at Allegiant Stadium because they had the uh, League's Cup final. You had Lyon taking on Seattle. Um, and just as I'm getting ready to do the live shot, these fans from Lyon's congregate behind me and literally you could not hear what i'm saying i'm leaned over trying to trying to do a, a story on the raiders because we had did the soccer thing before they came over and i couldn't even hear myself talk that's how crazy it is <laughs> well it's right i'll never forget it's like oh, that's that stuff happened to me all the time i'll never forget it was a it was the weather girl and they had her doing the 11 o'clock weather outside memorial auditorium as it wasn't the Who, but it was like a rock concert. As this concert's letting out, and she's about getting ready to do the weather, and I know the concert's about to end, and I'm looking at the assignment editor going, "This was a good idea. This is not going to end." I mean, you might as well just put her in the middle of the street during the uh, running of the bulls. Like, what you, why would you do that? She's done. She's <laughs> that is fun. TV's it, it fun, happens. man. There's it, a lot of goofy stuff that happens. Yeah, people it, have no idea. And even, and it's it's. It's it's changed over the years in terms of people. They used to kind of respect you a little bit, like, hey, hold it down a little bit, but not anymore. Oh, it's no. crazy now. <laughs> so you just kind of hope for the best. But it, it's a blast. What a fun business. I, you know, you mentioned uh, your time in Buffalo and now here in Vegas. Is it? It's it's a great time right now, isn't it? Oh, I mean, it's incredible. You think about, and you know what? It's, it's even better because it was taken away from us. You know, yes. what I mean, and sports kind of was. 
a way that it kind of helped us keep our sanity in the teeth of this thing when golf, NASCAR, UFC were the three that returned and got kind of got us through. I mean, people were watching Korean baseball. Yeah, you know, I mean, sports is. Believe me, it's it'll drive you nuts, but it it's it's a, such a release and yes. an entertainment thing. Reunites people, it brings people together. There's a common cause goal. Like like you could care less about. Uh, you might not even care about uh, PBR bull riding, but it was brought back. You mentioned UFC. It, it was one of the first to come back too. But it was something happening, a competition, and you had to watch it. You appreciate it because it had taken away. Do you marvel at? See, it's funny. I mean. Say this, say this was something new that kind of came your way. Like, the, the, I I knew, and I'm not, I'm not Kreskin. I grew up with the Sabres and expansion. They were an expansion. And, and I, I just knew that people would fall in love with this sport. I grew up in northeastern Pennsylvania. And every day you go to the park and you play baseball and basketball and football. There were no hockey rings. You know, and the first hockey game I saw, it was over. It was the best sport going. And you absolutely, it head over heels, it punches you in the mouth, and, and you're bit by the bug. How about for you? When this thing came here, I mean, do you even still kind of pinch yourself that this turned into what it turned into? Oh, for sure. I mean, like you were mentioning, we, I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah, so we had the Ve- the, Vegas, the Salt Lake Golden Eagles up there with Wayne King, Lyle Bradley, and whatever. And my friend's family had bought season tickets, so we kind of, I, I, I enjoyed hockey as a kid just growing up also. But then you get into this business, and I'll be honest with you, we never ran highlights yeah. of you know New York. No, it was, we never ran yeah. highlights unless something unusual happened, a goalie scores or a huge fight. Stanley Cup Finals, we'd show highlights. But other than that, never, ever, ever did we run highlights of any NHL games. Golden Knights came. I do have to pinch myself. It's been the most phenomenal thing. And the way the city embraced this, and it was a perfect storm because everything happened uh, that, that kind of, pointed toward the Golden Knights, the city. They helped out. They're out giving blood. They're helping Metro after the uh, the, the tragic shooting. That everything just kind of came together. And then it, they had that great goalie, Marc-Andre Fleury, and they had these new guys that call themselves the Misfits. It seemed like it was just a perfect storm. The games that, that you're watching these games, and they're down by one, and Theodore scores against Tampa. And it's like everything. There, there's a... Uh, a discussion with the uh, the officials. You think it's going to go Vegas's way or the other way? They're going to change the goal to a non-goal. Goal! Yeah. It's like everything happened that was just so perfect. You were up in that press box. I would lean over to Kevin or John, my co-worker, and say, you know what? I bet this goes Vegas's way. Bam! It goes Vegas's way. It seemed like everything took them I know. to the final. It was the perfect storm. You know, I you you marvel at it. The, the one thing is, though, you, know, you knew it would happen, and part of it's the weight of expectation. By and large, hockey players are the most most accessible, pro athletes, the most down-to-earth guys. But now there's the weight of expectations and that that devil-may-care attitude kind of thing. But this is a team that's a contender on the way in every year, the way that it, it panned out. Now there's the weight of expectations. And they really are a hockey team. And, and that, that love affair, honeymoon period, it wasn't the honeymoon period. Wasn't um, oh, it was cool. And yeah, I don't care. Now, the honeymoon period's gone. In that, no matter what happened, it was fine. But now with social media, fans, and expectations, now it's like win, damn it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's and, a different animal. There's pressure and expectations. And fortunately, they have an owner that has that side of attitude, that kind of attitude. With Bill Foley, he is going to, 
You know, he's going to demand, but he's also going to put the funds in, the necessary uh, resources to say, we need a contender here in Vegas. We want to build a dynasty in Vegas. He said that. You know, his, uh, you know, what was it? Uh, Playoffs cup in three, no, and cup, cup in, in six, or something like that. Playoffs in three, cup in six. And, so, and we looked at him like he was nuts. Yeah, like he was crazy. Um, but those are his expectations. I think players, here's think of poor Seattle this year. Oh, yeah. How do you follow that act? Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be interesting to see how, how they do. I could ask you this, Brian, because I was talking with a friend of mine. You you lost Mark Andre Fleury, you lost Nate Schmidt, and you lost Ryan Reeves. Three guys that are. In the locker room, the jovial, the fun, the joy, the happy. They bring out the joy in people. And what's going to happen now? Because who's that guy in the locker room right now when they get on a four-game losing streak or things are going tough that he can lighten the mood, lighten the locker room, be the guy in the locker room that kind of lightens things up? Who is that guy right now? Stevie, you would have thought Chris was sitting in the studio with us for the past two months. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> Listen, no, that's what – I mean, that's like – you think about the – Really colorful characters. See, we're not behind closed doors, but I mean, you nailed it. I mean, March is so kind of the character guy that'll be chirpy and that kind of stuff. But I mean, in the beginning, I mean, Flurry, it was his team. He was that guy in the room. Uh, Reeves was very boisterous. Who are we missing, Steve? Oh, Nate Schmidt. Nate Schmidt. Nate Schmidt. Brad Hunt was, was like a really cool guy. Um, it does seem like the colorful character guys aren't there. It's more of a certainly more of a business. But we, the way we don't know because we're not behind closed doors. Then they prank each other. I think you know what? He's a real cerebral guy. I think Leonard. Let, yeah. No, he I think be. I think Leonard be. behind closed doors. I love when they sit there and go, we don't listen to outside noise. And then he's sitting at the arena four hours before the game tweeting out stuff. But, no, I think he's I think he's got quite the character nature in him that he, he could really be. And the funny thing, we always talk about just the game itself, that protect your goalie or don't sneeze on my goalie, protect your goalie. People here have not seen it yet. Somebody runs him or bumps him the wrong way. Where do you see this guy go? He's he he'll defend himself. He's a marsh miss martial arts guy. And oh, I mean, after he hits the guy in the Adam's apple with the blocker, then he'll hit him over the head with the helmet. Then he'll hit him with three lefts, and the guy will be begging for a right. Len, oh no, I think Leonard's the guy. Oh, that's good. I like. I, I've always liked Leonard, and I and and the. Uh, like you said, the tweets that he, he sent one out. I, sh- I should have looked at it really quickly, but he sent one out even today. Like, hey, we're back, and yeah. and there was a little picture with one of those. It, yeah, we don't and really be because guy. of the pandemic and, and all the you know, just the Zoom nonsense. We we really, really never get to get a read on Petrangelo. Um, you know, I mean, he seems like a, he's just got it all together. You know, the, the, to come in. That's that's tough on all those guys. You, I mean, Pacioretty the first year, I do believe he was hurt, but he was no $7 million hockey player. Then he was. Stone kind of grew into it, too. Great hockey player. But, I mean, they put it, it's like they dropped him off you know, from the upper deck onto a trampoline when they put the C on him. You know, it's amazing the intangible things that drive individuals, but then groups collectively. 
Yeah, no, it's yeah, you're right. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. What's gonna drive this team through the tough times? Who's gonna be the guy that speaks up? Who's gonna be the guy that gets on somebody that need you know they need maybe a little shove in the back, a little push, a little motivation to get going. Who's gonna be that guy? It's it, it it'll be interesting. This is gonna be an interesting season. They come out as one of the favorites to win the whole thing again. Now let's see how it all unfolds. How it all unfolds. How I mean, honestly, I, and I'm and I'm, I'm just saying it because. Okay, it was a smaller market. We had the Bills and the Sabres, and I did all that, the traveling stuff. All those years you were here, you had UNLV. I mean, now you got to have, like, mileage points aplenty. I mean, you're chasing the Golden Knights around. When they get in the playoffs, you're with the Raiders now. I mean, it really – it. all this stuff for you, I mean, you're doing the job you do, but it's kind of life-changing. It's altered – your daily routine. Yeah, and it's, and it's really changed the priority of things that we do here in Las Vegas now because, of course, now it's the Raiders. NFL is always going to be king, so the Raiders take precedence over anything. The Golden Knights, you know, Vegas-born, they're our team here in Vegas. you got to talk to uh, the, the Knights. What are they doing? And, and then UNLV, which used to be the king here in town, has suddenly dropped to three, four, maybe five. You got UFC fight week. You got a boxing match coming up. You got Flurry and uh, uh, Fury and, and Wilder coming up, and, be, and Canelo after that. Let me ask you so about you. Let me ask you about UNLV. Yeah, I mean, I've I've always marveled at this that you throw recruits on the right side of a window or right side of a plane at a window seat flying in. I mean, the recruiting tool, the basketball. We knew it was right there and it was ready to go with Lon Kruger, and and I, I got a small taste of it, right? And then that struggle. It's so sad that the football team has just been like this for so long. I do believe that UNLV can compete and hold their own, even with all the pro teams here, if you're winning. But we've not seen that. You haven't seen that. I've done stories... I have been here now 25 years. All these teams have had one decent team, one, you know, two, two bowl trips is all. A lot of terrible, terrible teams. In fact, we've even done some kind of fun stories just about how it's been snake bed and, uh, and, and that sort of stuff because it's just nobody can win here. They've gone out. They've got the hot shot offensive coordinator. That didn't work. They went out and got John Robinson, the legend who won a national championship. That kind of worked, but it didn't work. Then you go out and get, hey, what about the uh, FCS guy, Bobby Houck up in Montana? He won a bunch of games up there with the lower-level program. Maybe you can do it here. They bring him in here. He couldn't do it. Tony hey, they got Sanchez. The Sanchez, the high school. He won three national championships with a high school team here, Gorman Gales. He couldn't get it done. So they go out and get this guy, uh, Marcus Arroyo, who, from Oregon, uh, offensive coordinator guy up there, and, and he hasn't won a game. He hasn't won six, what is he, eight? No, or 0-8, oh, I yeah. mean. Um, and, but and I mean to see like their season win total, one and a half. Yeah, they can't be. I've never, ever seen it as bad as it is right now. So as if, as if it's at the very bottom, is, is Marcus Royal the guy that can bring it up? I, I, don't, I, know. I, I don't see any. I mean, and you hope, you know, hey, listen, I mean, the, the, the hockey thing at UNLV, hopefully they can, you know, keep growing. They, they had some traction. The pandemic didn't help anybody. See how far they take this. We know it's a hockey market. And let's see if that ever makes it to Division One status. That would be interesting. Um, but I do believe. If they're winning, <laughs> competitive, let's start there in some of these things. Because it's like the Silver Knights. That's a, such a great option. I mean, this is the thing that's heartbreaking being the older guy. A guy wants to take his 12-year-old kid to a game, 
it's a $250 night. You know, I mean, yeah, it's so corporate and it costs so much now. But it, like the college, hey, it's it's affordable. I mean, that's part of the package. Well, that was one of the best deals in Las Vegas. If you wanted to talk about football, UNLV football, you could get a football ticket at one point for the entire season for $99. I think it went to like 120 or 130 or whatever later. But you could get a whole an entire season ticket for 99 bucks. Now, over at UNLV, they're playing at Legion Stadium. Every single seat is below the concourse. So you, though even the worst seat would have been a decent seat for a season for 99 bucks. That was the best deal in Las Vegas. The best deal in Las Vegas. Now, with with the recruit with the facility they play in, Allegiant Stadium, which is beautiful. You've been over there, Brian. Yeah. Beautiful. Now this new football facility that's that's uh, uh, on campus. There is no reason why UNLV can't be at no least comparable to Boise State. At least comparable to Boise State. So you were at the practice today. Was it your, your typical practice, breakout drills, uh, the, scrimmage? the scrimmage? Did you, I, were you I, there I, for well, the scrimmage? I, I was left, 11-15, did you? Yeah, yeah, I left a little bit. I, I watched a little bit and had to leave. But, uh, it, it, gosh, this is great being back and yeah. seeing the guys. I mean, yeah, we were in we were in the stadium last year with the with the Raiders, and there's nobody there except for the press, and and their the players are down on the field. You can hear Gruden yell. In fact, here's the funniest thing ever over the course of the year <laughs> these home games, the season opener against the Saints, no fans, just the two teams down the field. At one point in the second half, you could literally hear, uh, it was like a high school. The Saints on the other side of the field yelling. Let's go defense. Let's go, and you could hear all Come that. On, it was all... crazy. Well, so that was not back. that was not <laughs> that was not the case. I was so excited. There was a part of me who was really excited with the no fans aspect of it to go to the hockey games to hear these guys chirping each other and the sounds, and you never got that experience because they pumped in. It was just constant. It was a barrage of artificial sound. sound yes. It was awful. Yeah, I mean, you could. I mean, if I was sitting next to Kevin, and, and, and like, what? <laughs> Sit right. It's like it was like it was sensory overload. It was like, let us hear the game, man. And that would have been one time. You're right because with the glass, you never hear the play. It would have been cool to actually. Although, now it would have now it would have been you had to put it on cable or something that well, would have been art rated. Well, but how cool this was my hear? idea. Stevie, right? We, we thought this was a great, the league, say, come on, we're not wallflowers, but you have a separate channel, a pay-per-view channel, and with the net sound, and oh. you could hear them talk, you could hear the refs talk, you could hear the nuns, I mean, it wasn't going to be, you know, it was going to be salty, but imagine that. I mean, the, people would have paid two ninety nine for the season package <laughs> to hear what they say because these guys are funny. They would have been the chirping. The chirping yeah. they say these guys are. It's one of the saddest days. My buddy is a cameraman for the Sabers, and he was the camera guy between the benches before Pierre Maguire changed hockey. And he's a good buddy of ours. Comes on the show. Pierre Maguire went between the bench. Now Shane Knighty. Every team's got a guy between. The benches. Yeah. But my buddy was the cameraman between the benches, and he would call me every night after the game and go, oh, my God, this one said this, this one said that. I'd, I'd, oh, I'd be sitting there with tears going. Priceless. It, oh, my God. I mean, but the <laughs> these guys were funny. I mean, the, you know, the stuff they would say to each other was just it was priceless. Oh, I would have. You, a lot of people would pay for that. A lot of people yeah. would pay for that. Isn't, that'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. But, it, yeah, it was, it was different last year. Even – 
they finally let fans back in the Knights games. Remember how exciting that yeah. was? Even, you know, we're going to go with, what was it, 30%. Then we're yeah. going to 80 Then it's, you know, full capacity. So that it, it, just, you, hockey needs fans. I mean, you've been in the, this sport forever. Isn't it? Doesn't it seem like of the sport, that's the one that needs fans? You all need fans, obviously, but it seems like yeah, you benefit the, NHL. It just seems like fans. No, it does. I, I again, I'm old school. and I, You go to these games, it's me, and that's fine. It's an event, and to me, there's like so much nonsense on the periphery where it seems like a lot of people are more worried about getting on the Jumbotron than watch the game, that kind of stuff. And... And then all the cool bells and whistles and the Jim Carrey with the sliding door and the all the <laughs> all, that, that, that stuff's all well and good. But it's it's constant. And I, the fans, there should be some organic things where fans generate chants and cheers. And it's, it's just this constant din of noise. I, I, I honestly, I think... Just every, every blue moon. Just how about stop it and let the fans start a chant or something? I don't know. It's me. I mean, I've been in old old school buildings, and and the one guy I always tell you, he was hilarious. The guy was a Genesee beer salesman. He was the guy at Memorial Auditorium, and he would he would start the chant and the like that. The crowd and the whole building started the chants, and 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 they, you know, they're. They're up six one, and they start the one two three four five six. We want seven, you know. And, and but then the fans felt ownership, you know. And, and instead of sitting on your hands, and you know all this noise is going on. I mean, I can't go to the warm ups. I mean, I've never had a migraine in my life. But if I went to one Golden Knights warm up, I'd have a migraine. Yeah, your water's shaking. Like <laughs> it's this. unbelievable. The bass and the reverb. So loud. Yeah, no, it's great stuff, man. I mean, it's it, it's a treat that it's here. I'm glad that this it's Vegas sized. What they have done, they have Vegas sized the NHL, and a lot of these other NHL clubs have asked and called the Golden Knights organization. Hey, what are you guys doing? What's because our fans come back to our city and say, "Man, we had a blast in Vegas. We loved it. Well, the, it was so much fun." Chris, in the beginning, when this was a thing, and I'd be doing these interviews in Edmonton and Toronto and Vancouver, and and every question had a negative connotation. It, it won't work there. It can't work here because it's this, or it's a it's a you know a twenty four hour town, and the shift work is, and I, and I go. No, you guys, you're missing. You're missing the whole point. A, the transients that were hockey fans who moved here know what this is. The people that are here are going to be won over, like they're going to be like punched in the gut. Go, oh my God! I wish I'd been following hockey my whole life. And then seven years from now, if they're five games below 500 and there happen to be 1,300 seats available on a given night, there's 30,000 people walking around T-Mobile looking for something to do or on the strip and 5,000 of those people are Canadian and then oh by the way like the drop dead scenario it happened the first year but now you can't get the tickets but people from Philly and Winnipeg and Edmonton will go for four days in Vegas see their team get four days in Vegas and it's probably cheaper than what they're like in Toronto they can come here for four days to go to the game and go to the game and it's cheaper than what a ticket is in Toronto you right. couldn't miss. I mean, they had to work hard to mess this up. How many how many times have you gone to a city 
on a vacation, whatever, and something's been, uh, something's happening, whether it's the Dodgers or in L.A., oh, hey, the Dodgers are playing whoever, Atlanta? Well, hey, let's go see them. That, that, but like you said, they Vegasized this. Yes. That anybody was, if, if it ever happened that the tickets were available, people go, oh, I want to catch that. That's an event. It's an event. And that's what that's what Las Vegas is built around events. Uh, they do Las Vegas does events better than anybody else in the world. I was just talking to a guy who lives in Dallas, and he, he, we were talking about. I said, no other city is like Vegas. You wouldn't have this big weekend anywhere else. This is the biggest weekend that we've had in two years. No other city in America could do what we're doing right now. So, what, like, what's and, the master plan for you guys? I mean, seriously, on Sunday you get the oh, the, the so, game on deal, right? Yeah. So but, we'll start out. But how do you do this? I mean, who's somebody's doing the car race? Someone's doing a hockey yeah, game. So, so it, someone's doing a football game. Well, you know what? We'll be doing. We'll kind of be doing it all. Actually, we'll start out with the early morning show. We have the the race show at 8 o'clock in the morning. Then we go to the Knights. Then we'll be over at the uh, Golden Knights. Well, I mean, the uh, the Raiders, then the Golden Knights. Uh, NASCAR, we won't be able to get out there. The goal, I mean, I mean let's, let's, let's cut to the chase. Honestly, it's great. It's, it's back, but it's a preseason game. you got to yeah, cover it. It's yeah. just a preseason game. Yeah, well, we'll still, yeah, we still got to cover it. Right. This is the, it's in Vegas. we got to do it. This is the Knights. Um, <laughs> it's amazing how, you, you talked about it a minute ago. It's, it's crazy how everybody in this community latched onto these nights and you see stuff everywhere here in Las Vegas. Banners, sure. I can't go I guarantee you could not go a day. Not even a, I don't even think you go three hours walking around Vegas in your community. Not even, I'm not talking about the strip. I'm just talking about the malls or the shopping at Smith's or Albert, whatever it is, you wouldn't see Golden Knight stuff. There Cars. was a jury there was a jury that was still out mentality. And I remember this day like it was five minutes ago. And I don't know what I did five minutes ago. It was July, the year that they were about to play, and the expansion draft, I don't think it happened yet. I thought it was July. Anyway, I'm walking in the Sun Coast, and this guy walks by me, and it was like, the first time I'd ever seen, the guy was wearing a Golden Knights t-shirt. And I'm sitting there going, we're like three, four, we're four months from dropping the puck. That's the first piece of merch I've seen. And now you can't go anywhere. anywhere. License plates, right? Stickers on cars, car flags, the the whole nine yards. Yeah, you, you literally cannot go anyplace. You can't go. You can't walk a, a, a you, without an hour in Vegas without seeing Golden Knight stuff. And Raider stuff is now starting to catch on. I see more Raider stuff. How do you think? I mean, it's a reasonable, fair question. How do you think? This blooms in here for the Raiders. The, the, the luxury, it's the NFL, all right? It's the 800-pound gorilla. But from the community's perspective, Gotta, the hockey team yeah. was born here. Right. So you know, there's something different. See, I, I'm not a fan of anybody that vultures other teams' stuff, other cities' stuff. This was Oakland messed up. Yep. They messed up. Yes. Okay, they're messing up the A's, too. All right? It's, a, it's kind of a different kettle of fish for me because... They had it. They messed it up. Yeah. You know, but to go steal something, I'm not a fan of that. So, but they're here. They've been, they've kind of been all over the map a little bit, the Raiders. But the hockey team was born here. That's a big difference. How do you think five years from now, are the Raiders, like, in the community, accepted the way the hockey team is? I know it's the NFL, but there's something about these guys who were born here. 
Right. So that's going to be different. One thing about the uh, the Raiders organization, just as an organization, they just they did this even prior to getting here. Two years before they played their first game here, they were doing this. They are a gigantic community-oriented organization. They will be out from now on. The they, high school helmet thing oh, was the, a great touch. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, in the, in the stadium. They will be out doing community events. All the time. Now these players will do their foundation events all the time. That's just what that's the that's in the DNA of the Raiders organization. So over the course of years, you'll see more uh, Raiders out in the community doing things. Now these kids that are now in junior high school, going through high school, their dads they want to be Raider. You know they want to go to the Raiders game. They've been to a few. It's the home team. So it's going to be five, six, seven years. Now that's if they win. They gotta win in Vegas. You gotta win here. Well, they gotta be doing a cartwheel because I tell you, you looked at that. You're playing the Ravens, and then you're going to Pittsburgh, and you know, Gruden would never admit this, but I'm sure they'd have thrown confetti in the sky if they got a split. Oh, that, and here they thrilled. are. Here they yeah. are, two and zero, oh. and with Miami rolling in here. Yeah, banged up, and you know. So it, yeah, so I, it's it's different. There's always going to be Raider Nation fans coming from all over, and a lot of them bought tickets what that do don't think, even live here. What so. do you think the share is right now? I mean, it, it, it would be such unique. It'd be such an interesting share of local survey. I mean, okay, Raiders play on a Sunday. How many Las Vegans are at those games? How many are that would coming in from California? And Raider, you know, Raiders fans flying in from Oakland, driving in from LA and California. Is it, is it fifty? Is it fifty fifty? Is it is it sixty forty out of towners? I bet it's I bet it's close to fifty fifty. Okay, I bet it's close to fifty. I mean, it's an interesting. Yeah, that would be very interesting to see. Not only that, but with this big weekend. Um, what, what's the? It's going to be what ninety for the Golden Knights. What about NASCAR out there? What about UFC? What what is the split with locals out of towners? I know that oh, it brings the, in the NASCAR's got a well. That, that, that's a tough one because they only come here you know well the twice a year, but NASCAR's that kind of animal. That's got to be like maybe eighty twenty, probably, and which is great for. Oh, the business and yeah. economic impact. Yeah, I mean, we, we mentioned that. The jobs, the services, the shopping, the restaurants, the, the eating, the hotels. I mean, all that stuff plays into it. What about uh, what about UFC? What do you think that's UFC? A, that's a monster. I, I'll never forget flying out. And then when I first moved here, I was almost commuting. I was back and forth every – used to cost 109 bucks round trip. Now it's like 600 <laughs> Yeah, so I was going back and forth all the time. But I'll tell you, when there was a UFC event, you were flying to Vegas, and there was a UFC event. That I, I'm telling you, 70% of that plane were UFC fans. like yeah. and Because and, I was coming from Buffalo where Canadians would come down oh, to fly okay. out to the UFC. Yeah. And that, 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 that plane would be three-quarter UFC fans. Hooting and holler on the – I mean, they were ready to rock and roll I'll tell you what, on the plane. Dana White, he's a, fa- he's, he's, he, he's a genius. He is absolutely he a is genius. He is a genius. The way that thing has grown and expanded and become what it is here in Vegas as the headquarters, and, and, it's, it's, and it's so much fun. And, Dan, and good, for, you know, good for Danny. He's a great guy, and he, he loves Las Vegas, and, and he donates and gives money to the city, and so he's done a here's, lot of cool things. Let's start the – well, it's a groundswell movement. I don't know. Uh – how long after Flurry's playing days are done? Twenty nine's got to be the first banner, first number in the rafters, right? It's got to happen. Got to. It's got to be. Especially when you have the owner, who is a gigantic Flurry fan himself. See, that's why I can't let it go, boys and girls. We'll see what happens with this Eichel thing. What they do with the surgery? Yeah. There's such a big part of me because Vegas can't help themselves. They're in on every big fish, but there's a big part of me that 
That's Foley, a mistake, isn't it? Foley got talked into. No, I mean, $12 million a goalie. Sorry, it didn't work last year. It doesn't fly right. It, it sucks. He's he's great. He's, you know, beloved. You know, business-wise, it made sense. But Foley kind of stuck his neck out and committed to him. And the re- to me, if he got talked into making that move, it was, we're doing this because we're doing that. And I keep waiting for that. It's like a, there's a deal coming, and I'm, you know if it's the deadline or I is can, he is he healthy enough though? I heard that I, I thought he was, I oh thought no he, no he prevented no he failed his failed physical, his physical yeah. failed his physical he's going to get the doesn't want to get the fuse he's going to get the disc replaced I think eventually they'll let him do it, and then if this guy comes back and because he wants to play in the Olympics if he comes back and proves he's healthy and plays great in the Olympics it'd be a nice game on but <laughs> at the trade deadline who's always knocking on the on the door always always right it's in stevie it's in their dna right it sure is doesn't mean i'm happy about it <laughs> i know what he say he's not happy he's not happy about that. <laughs> oh no no steve he's got it's not that bad, but Stevie thinks Peyton Krebs is a... Is a yeah, it's is all a, about a, Peyton Krebs. Yeah, he thinks, Steve, he thinks Peyton Krebs is a, is a nuts. You know, he's a cross between Bobby Hall, Bobby Orr, and Gretzky. Yep, 100%. 100% correct. <laughs> you're the man. Well, I hope you're right, Stevie. <laughs> you know, Chris, it's it's so good to see you again. Thank and, you very much. Yes. And thank you for doing this and coming by. It's, it's just so cool that we're... Back with fans again, love, it. and our world is we're we're gaining on it. Oh, by hey, by the way, I just should mention we normally do the Thursday night lights, the high school game. So unfortunately, the Del Sol Durango game there was a COVID deal, so we're not doing the game tonight. And they tried to tried to get some teams to move, so we're not doing the football game tonight. We'll be back again next week. We miss it. We love doing the high school football game. There's a lot of good high school football players in this town, boy. Let me tell you. Speaking of high school, let me go lot there's a there's a big perception out there that there's a lack of officials. They can't field crews and so forth. But I'll do a it's little the bus story. drivers. Well I'll do a little story today. Of since the start of the season, they have only had you know, normally there's five officials in, in Nevada right. football, varsity games. There's only been one game since the start of the season where they have to use four officials, varsity level. Okay. But there's there's such a perception out there that we're missing crews. We're missing, uh, you know, there's not anybody. But well, the big story the other day was that they only have 100 bus drivers and all these sporting events. So, the, so they move them around. The teams and the programs are shifting times because they don't have the bus drivers. Yeah. You think about the little things. This whole world's upside down. With pandemic. It's, oh, it's unbelievable. It's changed so much. I love that song, by the way, the hockey. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, they play that at the We've been playing this yes. for five years. I love man. that song. I've <laughs> heard that. We're thing. old school, man. That's great. Chris Matthews. Uh, at eight sports now, yeah, right eight on Twitter. Now. Yeah, eight sports. I spent ten minutes. I, I eight, actually eight sports. Eight, eight, eight sports. sports. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was tweeting out you were coming on the show last night, and I, you know, I, I see you all the time, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going, well, Chris, I'm going to put his Twitter thing in. I, I'm typing your name in. I'm doing. It took me twenty five minutes. <laughs> finally, I went to your the station website. Oh, at eight sports. Okay, there you go. There we Figured go. it out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. We'll I do appreciate it again it. whenever you have time. Oh, so perfect. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Chris Matthews from Channel 8, kind enough to join us. Thanks to Jay Cornegay, Rosemary Ray. Jeff Sherman's going to be going nuts with the Ryder Cup. This place is unbelievable. Um, we got the Ponies, Belmont, Woodbine, Baseball, Dodgers, Colorado, 3-3. I mean, I'm a mile away from this. St. Louis, 5-5. We got the Ryder Cup. You got to check out the Superbook. Football Central on Sundays, the mobile app. 
Thanks to Jay Cornegay for having us down here. We'll be back again next Thursday. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. Sirius 204 Sports Grid Radio Network from 11 to 2. And Stevie, they'll be on the ice again tomorrow, so we'll get the updates. Hope everybody stays healthy. But a preseason game, by, by Monday, we're talking about actually analyzing a game and seeing guys on the ice against other teams. I just hope I'm right about Krebs. Yeah, yeah, hey, man, you might be, because I tell you what, every day with you, I keep going on the you're due theory. <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep waiting. You're the man. Thanks, Stevie. All right, bud. Follow him on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. Follow me at Brian Blessing. TC's coming up next.